When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, I'm Scott Soshnick. And I'm Evan Novi williams and this is the Four Snaps Sports Business Podcast, the Sportacast. Boy. Now, Eben, you know, I've lost my sports fandom. We all, like, we all know yeah. this. You know this and whatever. I will say I do have, I'm not ashamed to admit, you know, I did grow up on Long Island when the New York <laughs> Islanders were winning four Stanley Cups. And, you know, the players used to come into some of the places where I could hang out. And, you know, so you get a little affinity there. That's fine. But for the most part, I have absolutely uh, no sports fandom left in me. Uh, but that said, I did grow up a Jets fan. Okay. Uh, I was at Shea Stadium. I was at the last game where they got, you know, crushed by the Steelers. I remember that. Richie, you know, R- Richard Todd, Johnny Lamb Jones, uh, you know, Joe Klecko and the boys. So those were my New York Jets. Uh, this is just, this is, this is a gut punch. This is a tough one. Even I was watching that and saying, you got to be kidding me. Like the biggest story of the offseason, so much hype, so much promise, everything revolving around this guy, and just like, boom, four snaps. Like you said, four snaps, and the guy's done. At home on September 11th. Oh, as He's running out with the flag. with the flag. Oh. And again, four snaps into Aaron Rodgers' Jets career. He is done for the year with a torn Achilles. The Jets come back and win that game on Monday night. Dramatic fashion, a walk-off punt return, which I uh, can't, can't imagine that's happened too but much. if in I may, o- by the overtime. way, sign of the times yeah. when things work out. Like sometimes, uh, and I remember this, you did an, a, uh, an NCAA tournament story uh, I forgot with the coach, the program, whatever, but they scored a couple of upsets and then everybody like read the story and yeah. kind of like focusing on that punt returner, making the team on hard knocks. And by the way, I still don't even know his name, which, which, <laughs> which I, which will change, I hope. But you know, the fact that they, they got the moment where this undrafted player was told by the coaches that he'd made the team. And then he does something like that in the first game. Am I boring you? You're yawning? Are you yawning? That was, that was a yawn, cast? but it was, it was, it's not related to you, I promise. <laughs> okay, that's fine. She's staying up too late watching uh, sporting events. Uh, but that's just sort of a sign of the times, right? Here's this guy that, you know, the moment would have happened and that would have been it. And it's it just like, you know, Coco Koff dancing uh, on Kids Day. You know, you get that, you get that video. But to have him be the focus and then to do something 
Uh, it's kind of a sign of the times and all the reality stuff we're seeing in pro sports and media these days. But I don't know where I was going with it anyway. But that did struck me that it was him, and I'd heard of him because I had just seen that clip. Yeah, exactly. And, and Hard Knocks is another piece of the, of the big hype train that went into yeah. the New York Jets and Aaron Rodgers uh, this year. I can't imagine a fan base has ever been more down after a season-opening thrilling victory than the yeah, Jets never fans felt worse after a big were win. after this. Um, but the, 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 there's a lot of downstream business effects, Scott. Let's start with the with the TV. Uh, for obvious reasons, which we just rolled through, a lot of the NFL and its broadcast partners love the idea of putting Jets, the Jets, in some pretty, pretty premium primetime slots over the next uh, over the next few months. Uh, we'll see if those stick. I guess it's going to depend on how Zach Wilson and, and the rest of the Jets Oof. seem to perform Oof. post Aaron Rodgers. I, yeah, I, I'm also not uh, e- extremely uh, optimistic about that. Was it but, Sesame um, Street that had a word of the day? Today's word of the day is. Is it, is it oof? Yeah, or flex. flex. Yeah. <laughs> uh, decent chance. I, I, Jeff Miller, who, who one of the, the chief spokesmen over at the NFL, said that, that on average the NFL and its partners flex, I think, one and a half games a year. So it's really not that common. But I agree with you. I think there is a good chance if this Jets team seems to regress a little bit, a uh, good chance you're going to see less of them than you would have if Aaron Rodgers uh, was still playing. Can an unfair question? Absolutely. What's the Jets schedule like? What do they got coming up? Oh, man, I have no idea. Okay, I'm going to go for it now. You talk, yeah. and I'm going to go look and see okay. what they've got coming yeah, up. So we'll, we'll do the win-loss win loss and see. It really shows not just the, the, the Ooh, hype that Jets fans have. You know what's coming up? Yep. Ooh, they're at the Cowboys. Mm. And then, by the way, the following week, hosting the Patriots. <laughs> then, by the way, hosting the Chiefs. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah, this was a broadcaster's dream a week ago and, and suddenly uh, turning into something uh, slightly different. Um Again, I, I think this team still retains a lot of interest if if the team is winning, but it, it, it's it's drastically different uh, with, with without Aaron Rodgers at the helm. So we'll see. I think Scott, if 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 partners decide they want they want other teams in there, or if they decide they're going to keep rolling with the primetime Jets, even though the the main storyline and maybe a lot of the Super Bowl potential went out the window on Monday. That's a, that's a tough one. And you saw the NFLPA, by the way, put out the statement about artificial turf now this is going to be the this is going to be the the cause for the season was it the turf the data says turf isn't as good you'll change these nfl stadiums will change to grass for soccer players but yeah you know here we are and um you know step one i haven't heard a lot from lloyd howell yet the new executive director replaced damara smith and you know here he comes coming out swinging (laughs) like we we want grass and the turf grass debate is is obviously largely a player health debate. That's the yeah. argument that a lot of players are making. It's also a great business debate, Scott, for yeah. both sides. For 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 players and multi sport, we had this with Messi, and it was yeah. oh, will he play on turf? Yeah, yeah, it's great. It's, I mean, it's a great sports business story. Overwhelmingly, players, NFL players, want to play on grass. They think it is healthier for their bodies. Um, however, it's a collect can be a collectively bargained issue. The players have never fought hard enough or drawn a line hard enough in the sand to, to make this well, a part you, of you know why. their contract. Because yeah, you it know why? Be, yep. Because it's ahead. all the collective bargaining is give and take. If you're exactly. going to take that, you have to give something. It would be so expensive for players um, to. I would have just made this part of the 17th pass. game. This is health, and you know what? You want us playing 17 games. Uh, we need to, we need grass. That would yep. have been this would there were a whole litany of things. That was the last whopping bargaining chip that the players had, unless they want to add an 18th game, which I'm sure the NFL owners would love to do. But that was a huge 
bargaining chip. And by the way, I'm, this is not me throwing shade at, at the NFLPA. It's really hard to get a membership 100%. that big on the same page of any issue. I have seen this in many, many labor negotiations. However, when you have that big chip, you got to go big and say, all right, the, this, this, and this is non-negotiable as part of this, this, these talks. And if we can't even get here, then forget it. Then just take the 17th game off the table. And, and the reason this is such a hard uh, would be such a hard thing to negotiate is that financially for owners, uh, turf is great. It, it costs less to install, costs less upkeep, um, but it lets you hold a number of events back to back to back at your stadium that you just would not be able to do on grass. I believe MetLife uh, in the five or in the week leading up to Aaron Rodgers' injury had five events. Yeah. At stadium, both both sporting events and concerts, and you just cannot do that. But on volume or on the, the putting a stage on the on the infield, the whole thing, you can't do that with that kind of regularity uh, unless you have turf. And if you're an NFL team like the Carolina Panthers that have a uh, have an MLS team that plays in their building, um, it, it's also a lot more wear and tear if you have uh, if you have grass fields. So so there's a whole bunch. Of, there's a big economic argument for why owners want this. And and again, not all the not all the all the fields in the NFL are, are turf. I think most of them are grass. And there's a few like the like the Arizona Cardinals, their stadium, the the grass comes out on a uh, on big railroad tray. tracks, big rolling tray, yeah. And and in Real Madrid, their new stadium has has a similar something where the grass where, where the grass can go down and keep growing while you're doing oh, something you saw else that on top video, of it. Did you? Did see the video? Um, but uh, for for teams that don't have that capability, th- there is a financial argument for owners to have this grass um, or sorry to have this turf. And, and I think this is going to continue to be a big issue between players, between ownership, um, and collectively bargaining is not going to happen for for a while now, Scott. But I think you're going to keep hearing about about this let, push. Let me ask you this: What if a marquee free agent or two came out and said, "I am automatically." nixing any team that plays on turf totally that, get, the that would be, get the attention of an owner or they say yeah right if my that, bid's higher you'll come to me i've got not every attention. team has all the money to spend every year and you mentioned you mentioned soccer scott there are mls players primarily ones that have come over from europe and leo messi is not one of them but there are european mls players who who won't play on on on, on, on turf that that they'll take a rest day they'll have a they'll have a, a day off when when their team goes to play charlotte or when their team play, goes to play cincinnati or atlanta it's it's it's, it's it, there are other sports where players do have fairly strict kind of line in sand drawn uh, ideals here and you're right that this is another way and, and 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 you can make an argument and i'm sure lloyd howell will that when your star player gets injured um that's a financial hit also yeah. so it, it, even if having grass or putting in grass and moving it around is is more expensive um if, if the injuries are indeed worse uh there or if free agency is affected uh there, there is a financial argument for, for for paying up for that on the front end you and i are a little miffed at leo messi actually for being so darn agreeable because yeah we were chasing a very good story like he was going to have to go play in atlanta and that team the atlanta united they sell out, you know, 70,000 tickets, whatever it is. There was very little impetus for Atlanta to change yeah. the grass for that one game or whatever the expense would be. Like, we sell out anyway. We don't, you know, Leo's coming, so what? I mean, there are plenty of other teams that don't do that kind of attendance that obviously will need to do whatever they want to make sure, like, Leo Messi would be there and playing. 
Um, but Leo short-circuited all that by just saying, yeah, no, 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 I'll play on turf. <laughs> yeah. How, how agreeably disagreeable for him. That, that exactly, really exactly. And it didn't do much for the sports uh, for the sports business section. of the, And uh, a big of the sigh of relief, I think, for a lot of NFL teams, or MLS teams, MLS owners, uh, yeah, MLS right. executives, that that was not something that they were going to yeah. need to balance and or think about. explain something to me, if you would, because you're yep. the sports betting guy, you're the one who go or used to go halfway across the George Washington Bridge to (laughs) geolocate to New Jersey and make your bets. Uh, I do not. Explain to me, because I I mean, this just seems so simple to me. It's called gambling for a reason, (laughs) right? Right. If you want sure things, don't gamble. It's called gambling for a reason. But why in the world do these companies give back bets or whatever it is or refund everybody? Aaron Rodgers got hurt whatever bet you made on Aaron Rodgers to to throw touchdowns or to play in games or whatever it may be he got hurt you lose and yet gambling companies are refunding all bets or wiping them out and I cannot other than like you want you you gotta you know suck up to customers these days because customer acquisition is so damn hard and margins are so low that you'll do anything to keep them I don't get it. What, explain to me why these companies are doing this. You lost the bet. I, I think you hit the nail on the head at the end there. The, the sports betting companies and DraftKings and BetMGM both refunded with with, um, with with free bets all of the prop bets that were placed on Aaron on, on Monday night. Uh, the reason they're doing this is that all these companies are still in the customer acquisition mode. And part of customer acquisition is you're throwing free money, deposit matches, odds boosts. You're essentially subsidizing your betters right now. And they look at this refund as another version of that. It is a it is a goodwill marketing outreach. They get a, a little bit of press about it. The, the betters are happy. Those people that might have maxed out or, or lost all the money in their account still have money to play with, and that might keep them in the DraftKings or the betting. So you're going to say they're going to bet. Gonna, they, nobody's going to put that in their pocket. They're going to bet it on something else. Yeah, DraftKings and BetMGM are, and I'm sure that executives really believe this. Are betting that the giving that refund, they're going to make that money back in both the goodwill and the stickiness of that customer who still has money in his or her account uh, to, to keep betting with. The thing that I would be concerned about, and, and, and I'm working on something on this exact topic for Sportico for later in the week, the thing that I would be concerned about is you're conditioning U.S. sports bettors to expecting this. That every time there is a, a, an injury or a bad call by the refs, you see all these people on Twitter, hey, FanDuel, hey, DraftKings, you, you so should when refund you this. Take, so when you alter this behavior and take it away, exactly. now you're going to be angering your customers. Exactly. And, and I think that the good comparison here is Uber and Lyft which broke onto the scene, massive competition for, for users, heavily subsidizing every ride that you took on, on Uber or Lyft back in 2015 and 2016, and really had a hard time turning that spigot off and becoming profitable because people realized, oh, the, the prices are significantly higher now than they were. And this would be the warning or, or the concern I would have for sports betting is if, if the U.S. sports better is just accustomed to free bets and promos and good karma refunds and deposit matches and all those things, uh, they, the, the more you offer them, the harder I think it is to wean them off of it when it comes time. So, so we'll see. I, again, the FanDuel did not refund bets. I don't think PointsBet did either. There's certainly no regulatory Good. Good or them. legal reason why you should. Good the, for the, them. The, the, the odds baked into that is the possibility that someone gets hurt. Uh, all of that makes sense to me. But I still think there are a number of sports books that are still in this mode of, I'm going to throw free money at people as a way of engendering good customer uh, relationships 
tips, maybe a little bit of loyalty, keeping people on my app. And, and I think that in the long term, that's going to pay for whatever the, the money is that we give back as a result of a, of a big Monday Night Football injury. I hope you're using the anecdote. I don't remember whether it was Uber or Lyft, but remember the CEO of the company got into one of the cars and was like, wait, how much does this cost? <laughs> Yeah, that, that was a couple of years ago. Yeah, that was that was a couple of years. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, really. What is this? What is this surge pricing thing? Yeah, <laughs> I think if you live in New York, the there was a moment there where Uber and Lyft were were so cheap and were this this amazing new thing. And then uh, as the companies realized that they had to shift from that throw money at customers, customer acquisition into a responsible, maybe even profitable business, um, as the prices went up, I think there was sticker shock for a lot of people. And I, I wonder if, if if sports betting is going to go through some phase of that as well, where as those things dry up, people are like, wait, there's not a there's not a free bet every Sunday in my yeah. in my inbox waiting for me to, to bet on NFL. There's not boosted odds on my favorite team every, every, every week. Um, I, I think that they're setting themselves up for, for a potential uh, pitfall there. Somebody said to me the Jets will go down in history as the only team to have a future Hall of Fame coach or Hall of Fame coach to never never coach a game <laughs> and in a Bill future Belichick. Hall of Fame yeah. quarterback to never complete a pass <laughs> <laughs> on their roster. You think he plays again? I mean, I, I know remarkable. this is a little inside football. I think he plays again? That's a I tough mean, it's certainly not, not going to happen this year. Uh, by the getting... way, we should say he's going to make $75 million whether he plays or not. But, and getting up there in age, uh, yeah. which obviously well, hurts your recovery he, time. He's got. He is he, up he, there. He's got, and that's coming from me. Yeah, he's, he's got there. Grizz, grizzled veteran. Um, yep. I think he tries for sure. I, I don't okay. know. I mean, that, that who knows if he if he, if it's actually feasible. He's going to go to the but, dark but, for another few weeks and and, and ponder <laughs> the future how, on a surgically repaired Achilles. Yeah, I can't. I can't imagine that he decides to hang it up unless his body makes it clear that he can't that he can't play anymore. But but yeah, we'll see on that. But if you're, I, I agree with you. You mentioned at the beginning how you're you're not a sports fan. I am not really a sports fan either this made me so happy that i hadn't spent five months buying the jersey of my new oh, favorite quarterback God. and talk watching all the shows and talking all the hype and betting the futures odds that the jets were going to win the super bowl and then literally four plays into your season everything comes crashing oh. down it made me so happy that, that that is not a roller coaster that i live on our good friend jay bieberman now with the yep. new york islanders and i hope i get a call from him because he listens to the sportacast we used to delight in every now and then he and he was a big jet fan by the way and he'd go to game season tickets with his dad the whole thing but we would delight more him than me but i would do it in the street in the habitat if you would not in the not in the zoo where you take pictures of you know the grown-up with the jersey and the zubaz pants back in the day <laughs> and he would just send me pictures of the, and go can you believe this happens <laughs> So I would always roam around outside of the uh, the draft at Radio City, you know, on yep. Sixth Avenue, and just take oh. pictures. I'm like, look at this, look Good at what's happening here. Spot. And yeah. once again, addicted customers. If business, the best thing you can have is, is customers who are addicts. NFL and sports, they got it. it, it it's great. Yeah. So from a TKO of Aaron Rodgers, was it, or is that a KO? Is that a KO? K Probably KO. a KO. Yeah, he did not get up. Yeah, KO. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a KO, but close enough, best segue I could do. TKO, the new ticker symbol for the uh, company uh, Endeavor, WWE, UFC combination, which I think is the best ticker symbol out there. I love it. It's good. Um, so wh wh where are we? Oh, we're trading a little lower than when where it opened. Is that is that right? I believe I mean, that's I right. Yeah, I last I checked. Looked, I didn't yeah. look today. Um, great nugget by uh, Brendan Coffey today, dug out of the filing that Vince McMahon's taking a, a special dividend, putting $111 million in his pocket. Nicely done uh, for Vince. 
So what we're hearing, and, and we hear this all the time, when business units combine their similarities, the word we're going to hear is synergies. They can oh, do yeah. a lot of things as a more combined unit, whether it's ad sales, whether it's events, whether you name it, there's just a lot more that they can go out and sell. And I think that that's the big question. They are talking about UFC and WWE uh, as the two entities here still operating separately. But they are really interested in going to try to play around with Content, what they can do together yeah, yeah, to, yeah. to really maximize pricing. And media rights, WWE is in the market right now. UFC, uh, their ESPN deal, I believe, expires after 2025. So they're about to start some of those conversations. I don't think they're going to happen immediately as one unit. But I think they're going to entertain the idea of what if we hit the market together or are there the same entities interested in both these things that we can work on? Another one, Scott, is negotiations with local tourism authorities, other countries in terms yeah, you of want, what, You like want the, the big event to come here. to your town? Yeah, we'll bring Absolutely. them both. Yeah. So, yeah, what happens if we do WWE on a Friday night and UFC on a Saturday night? Uh, what, what kind of concessions are you going to make for us if, if we do that? Um, there's obviously sponsorship and, 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 and corporate synergies if you're doing events together. There's ticketing synergies. There's also talent synergies, Scott. It's not often that a WWE star moves to the to, to the UFC octagon, but we've seen it happen the other way quite a bit. Ronda Rousey being a big one. Brock yeah, but Lesnar I don't think you need. I don't think you need to certainly. Well. I don't think you certainly need to be a combatant. I think it just just to have a superstar in one show up and participate totally. in some yeah. capacity in a, or be on the broadcast or whatever it is. Daniel just, Cormier just the, being another one who was a yes, referee, yeah, yeah. I think, at a, yeah. at a WWE event. So, so you're right. There, there, I think you're going to see more of that as well. Um, two, two entities that I, I asked the executives this, this, this week, and I'd be curious if there was an actual answer. I'm sure they have it. But I, I don't know what the overlap is right now between UFC and WWE fans. They're, they're, they're very different entertainment properties. They're obviously very different uh, sporting properties. More as well. kids or WWE fans. You can. That's you know, my dare guess as dare well. I say WWE is wholesome family entertainment? Dare I say that? Because <laughs> I told I told you I think I've said this before. The last time they well no, the last time we went, I don't remember how old my focus group of one was, but I took them to Madison Square Garden to see WWE because I used to go. I remember telling the story of Stony Brook University, big John yeah, Studd sure. scared the bejesus out of me. Uh, I saw some at, at MSG as well back in the day. Um, but he, what did, what did he want? We bought him a mask, I think, the old Lucha Libre mask. So sure. that ran me like $157. Um, he had one of those belts as I, I've used as a prop on many things. That cost me $10,000. And, and he beat the living crap out of me for a week. It was elbows to the, to the neck. It was, I mean, it was great. I loved it. But that's, I mean, that's what it was. And every kid there, and there were a lot of them, which same thing. So, yeah, yeah I, I don't be, that's think that's better than putting the, you in an arm bar yeah. or, or a yeah, an arm bar or, or whatever something it is. like that. Yeah. yeah, UFC, I just see a bunch of, you know, uh, you know, drunk, drunken older guys going in and having a great time and, you know, whatever. I just think that's that, that's what I see is the difference of the fan base, certainly from from an age standpoint. Yeah. So so if there's not a huge overlap, which I, I think I also agree, I, I think there's probably not a huge overlap. I think they look at that as a lot of green space of, yeah, of ways of, yeah. of 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 integrating WWE fans who maybe haven't really tried out or, or know much about UFC and, and and vice versa. And then and then the third thing I'm looking at uh, for TKO, Scott, is is acquisition. 
the, these two companies, we, we understand even if there's not an overlap, there's a lot of synergy here. Are they looking potentially to expand into other parts of the combat sports world? And, and there's certainly a few other promoters and other sports out there that they could do that in. Are they looking even beyond just these two into what other parts of sports and entertainment they can get into? I would be surprised if in, in a couple of years, TKO is just these two entities. If it's oh, just sure. WWE yeah. and, and UFC. You're saying so, roll so, it up. So what do they, if, if this does indeed work out and, and these synergies exist, what else do they see out there that they can acquire and roll into this in a way that keeps all of that, all of that humming? And, and, and I expect we'll, we'll see them try to do that at some point. Now, we have seen Pat McAfee get in the ring. This is a way of like expanding yep. oh, audiences sure. and yep. whatever. Now, how about the, the next thing we want to talk? Could you see Deion Sanders? Being involved, <laughs> I could see it. I absolutely, I could absolutely, I absolutely could. see yeah. Dion Sand like showing up for UFC, being a guest, whatever you know, just big man down front. Um, but I could certainly see Dion playing a role in a WWE something, <laughs> yeah, outdoor, whatever, you know, Texas Stadium, kind of just AT and T Stadium, a hundred thousand people, and Dion comes off the top rope. You know, with a Colorado shirt on right now, I, I mean, I, I could 100%. definitely see it because nobody higher right now, nobody higher in college sports right now than Mr. Sanders. Coach Prime is, you know, he he talked the talk as he always did, but man, as he walked the walk. Yeah, impressive week one victory over TCU in a shootout, and then they beat Nebraska in, in another big game for Fox. Uh, in week two, they they had By the way, Colorado 10 State local next. start. I, yeah, I lo- love early how start. many coaches. How many coaches would have said, "Yeah, we'll start at ten o'clock." Fox goes, "Yeah, okay." I, yeah, I think Dion understands what that what that means, right? He gets it's it. a, it's yep. a national slot. It probably yep. means more eyeballs. Um, the they got a big game against USC looming. I, I think. It seems like this is probably not going to last all that long, but if it does, that's great for Colorado. It's great for Dion. It's great for Fox. It's great for the Big Twelve, right? Which is which expanded to include Colorado as of a few months ago. Um, that'll yeah, kick Dion moved quickly year. on that one. The school moved quickly on that one. Was an early mover, and yep. and as the sands shifted underneath everybody, it looked like a pretty darn good move, uh, in in retrospect. Um, yeah, I think the Dion's not getting paid that much, Scott. It's it's thirty million dollar uh, deal over five years. I, think I it's love about that your lead in for that is Dion's not getting paid that much, and then follow with thirty million. But your I mean, point is oh yeah. so well taken for what he is generating for that university. He could, ta- he could probably tear it up right now. And, and I think, and I imagine, if if you put, give truth serum to the folks at the University of Colorado, they would agree with this. This is a temporary thing. Yeah. Either the Dion experiment was going to go horribly and he was going to get let go, or the Dion experiment was going to go amazingly and he was going to eventually jump for a, a greener pasture, maybe an SEC pasture. I would be shocked if Dion is 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 coaching this team in a couple of years, just because it seems like his trajectory is on for for bigger, more higher profile jobs. But nothing to say that Colorado can't benefit tremendously from his time that he's here if the hype continues. And at least through through two weeks, it's one of the biggest, if not the biggest story in college football right now and that is yeah. saying uh, saying something considerable now people may not have seen the story so i'm going to bring it up even though it was a couple of weeks ago but dan libet wrote a great story he combed through Deion sanders contract with colorado and it sort of stretches what i think the spirit of disclosure is <laughs> right because yep. all the other coaches in college sports when it says they have to disclose their outside income, their sponsorships, all, all those personal deals, uh, the amount that they have to disclose that. And, and that means put it down on paper and show everybody how much money you're earning from camps and the Nikes of the world. Well, Dion's disclosure was a little different. He chose to use Invisible Ink. 
He, or remember Cyberdust where, where it disappeared? Of course. Dion, yeah. Dion, we're told, did disclose his outside income. Only he did it verbally to the school. Nowhere. You can, you can file any Freedom of Information Act request you want. You ain't going to find that information because he did it verbally. And I find that very interesting. And those are often uh, deals with apparel makers. They're often yep. Dion's in a national ad campaign right now with Aflac. It, it, it would cover that as well. Uh, for all the reasons we're talking about, I think Dion has maybe the most marketing potential of any college football head coach out there, and therefore maybe making coach, way, player, way more anything. than any. Yeah, for sure. And 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 the fact that we won't get to see that, won't be able to see potential conflicts of interest um, because it's done verbally. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. Both the journalist in me and the the, the public uh, the public human in me also feels like that is a uh, a clear deliberate end around around uh, the the reason these these open records are signed. Sunshine laws exist, which is to allow people to see what publicly employed employees, how they're making their money, uh, how they're being compensated, et cetera. By the way, you just used the phrase, the public human in me. Yeah, I didn't know what... <laughs> see, we don't edit stuff. Fine, I do it all the time. But by the way, very good <laughs> the social... civic servant in me, I don't know. <laughs> very good social feedback on my having even a rudimentary understanding of the Canadian Football League. Oh, really? I got a lot I of I would say that, rudimentary is the right, is the right word. Well, that's there. what I said. The public <laughs> human in me got some really good from the public Canadians out there that, you know, it, that I'd done a good job with Rough Riders. There was a Rough Riders one word. There was a Rough Riders two. Ottawa has since changed to, you looked it up, forget the what red, it was. Red Blacks. But let, the, let's be honest. You didn't know that. I didn't. I will also say that you thought it was Tiger Cat. Tiger Cat. But then I said it might have been. I did come back and say it might have been Rough You did say that. You did did. say that. In fairness to myself, and I like to be fair with myself, uh, I was like, it could have been, you know, I knew that there were two teams that had same name, just one one word, one two words. So I I did get a number of Canadians uh, reaching out to me to. Shout out to Canada. Yeah, to give me. One, which team it was and what happened, whatever. But also uh, some kudos for Attaboy and just for having the knowledge that that happened. All right, let's finish it up with Learfield, by the way. Um, Mm. We've talked about sort of the heavy debt burden on the company, you know, powerhouse in college sports that do a lot of, uh, represent a lot of schools and media negotiations, et cetera. Um, uh, Controlled by Endeavor were. Um, The story here is that they they have alleviated much of the debt burden, about $600 million of it, also took on over $100 million uh, in investment from capital that was already invested in the company. Now they will, like Clear Lake and partners, will control the company now. We knew something like this was going to have to yeah, happen. We knew they were working as on of it. a few months ago. Learfield had, I think, it was almost a billion, nine hundred something yeah. million dollars of debt. Uh, a lot of which was due in the coming months. Um, so a restructuring need to happen. The way I read this, and this is breaking news, literally right before we started recording, uh, a lot of the their, their previous lenders just got shifted over into equity holders. So the, the 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 group is now Learfield is now majority owned by three of those investors, and they are. Clear Lake, they are uh, Fortress, and they are Charles Bank Capital. Um, the, the 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 previous big owners, so Atiros, which is a private equity fund, and and Endeavor are going to stay on as LPs. But this lets Learfield kind of reset 
the business a little bit. The, the COVID as, pandemic as the was not kind. Resets. Yes, as the business resets, the COVID pandemic was not kind to Learfield. They had a, a, a legacy business that involved guaranteeing large chunks of money uh, to to athletic departments in return for monetizing that themselves via multimedia uh, advertising, sales, sponsorships, etc. Um, they, they're trying to shift that business to being more uh, collaborative, so that they are instead of handing over a big check, working with their schools to generate money together for each other, which I think is a better setup to be. But all of that to say that Learfield needed to do something and this restructuring at least lets them give an, give another shot at, at building this thing into a, into a healthy company. All right. I'm going to give you another shot at closing the show without any stumbling <laughs> or bumbling. Now, you told me prior that our platform now gives you the ability to read the script, to have a spot where you can see the script and read it. And I dissuaded you. That would be cheating. That's not good. Let's not do that. Let's stick with you having to memorize <laughs> producers' names and order of how we like to thank our digital media editor and all things like that. So I, I yield the floor uh, and my time to the man from Montclair, New Jersey. The, the good folks at Riverside are, are making my job easier, but I am refusing to take their help. I will, I will continue <laughs> to slog through this. That is my promise to you, the listener, and to you, Scott Soshnick, who you can find on Twitter at Soshnick. I am Evan Novi Williams on Twitter at Novi underscore Williams. Show is produced by Keith Zanardi and Aaron Greenewald. Shout out to both of them. Sportico's digital media editor is Cora Veltman, and she wants you to know that you can follow the show at Sportacast, which is the hub of the Sportico Media Network. Best one yet. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.